Hello, and welcome to the History of Haiti. Last episode, we watched as France invaded Saint-Domingue, overthrowing Toussaint Louverture and the government he had created. We ended last episode with the defection of Toussaint's senior officers Christophe and Dessalines to the French, and with Toussaint himself being deported to France. This episode, the second part of the Haitian Revolution, will continue, and the Haitian War of Independence will begin. Toussaint's strategy and his war with the French had been to stall and delay the French invasion while waiting for disease to set in among the French forces. Toussaint knew the tropical diseases were most common in the rainy season, which began in April and ended in October, and he had stalled Leclerc long enough for the tropical disease known as yellow fever to infect Leclerc's soldiers. The summer of 1802 was the worst yellow fever epidemic in Saint-Dumont on record. Leclerc wrote in a letter to Napoleon, quote, I have at this moment 3,600 men in the hospital. For the last 15 days, I have been losing 30 to 50 men a day in the colony, and no day passes without 200 to 250 men entering the hospitals, while no more than 50 come out, unquote. A big source of tension that had existed between Toussaint and the black population of the colony was over Toussaint forcing the blacks back onto the plantations and implementing strict labor codes, which is why most blacks had not fought against Leclerc. Leclerc saw Toussaint's labor codes as too strict and began implementing his own more lenient labor codes on the cultivators. For now, the black population of the colony mostly believed Leclerc when he issued proclamations claiming that he would not bring back slavery. The deportation of Toussaint Louverture did not cause any major revolts, contrary to Leclerc's expectations. But still, some blacks continued to fight a guerrilla war against Leclerc, but they were few in number and decentralized. Many of these guerrillas came from the black maroon communities that still remained in the mountains, though Toussaint had managed to disband many of them. The Maroon communities, similar to the ones that had existed before the revolution, continued to fight Leclerc. Leclerc was facing much worse problems than just minor revolts. Leclerc needed to buy supplies from American merchants but had no money to pay for it, leading to him forcing the Americans to accept French debt notes in exchange for their goods. Because of complex reasons regarding the French purchase of a large chunk of land west of the Mississippi River, American public opinion had turned against the French, and the American government now believed that it was in America's best interests to not supply Leclerc. Leclerc now wrote to Napoleon begging for more money and soldiers. The months of fighting against Louverture and the impact of yellow fever killed about 9,000 of Leclerc's initial 20,000 soldiers, though reinforcements from France were now arriving in Saint-Dumont. Even with supply shortages, disease spreading among his soldiers, and minor revolts against him, Leclerc felt that he was in a strong enough position to begin the next part of his orders, disarming the black population of the colony. Even when the colony was at peace, Toussaint had maintained a massive army. His army had been so big that it had served as an obstacle to the reconstruction of the plantation economy, since so many people had stopped working on their plantations to join the military. Leclerc ordered Dessalines to disband the black companies, dismiss black officers from service, and force blacks to give up their weapons. Of course, this was not thorough, and many blacks who had been dismissed from service kept their weapons. 
The emancipator, Leger Felicite Suthano, had once told the blacks, quote, If you wish to keep your liberty, use your arms on the day that the whites authorities ask you for them, because any such request is an infallible sign and the precursor to the return of slavery. Blacks were suspicious of the order to give up their arms, and minor revolts broke out against Leclerc. The order to give up their arms had made some blacks suspicious of Leclerc's intentions, but that was nothing compared to the news that a few black prisoners from Guadalupe, who had escaped from a prison ship in the Le Cap Harbor, brought to Saint-Dumont, when Napoleon had sent a fleet to the Caribbean. His intentions were that slavery would be restored in Martinique, Guadalupe, and even Saint-Dumont, with Guadalupe having been suppressed and Saint-Dumont having been captured by Leclerc, Napoleon believed that he could begin his plans to restore slavery. In May, Napoleon revoked the law of February 4th that had abolished slavery in France and the French colonies. Napoleon followed this up with restoring laws against the free coloreds, for example, banning coloreds from entering France and prohibiting interracial marriage. Napoleon wrote to the governor of Guadalupe that he could restore slavery in Guadalupe when he wanted to. The governor of Guadalupe then restored slavery in the colony, which led to a brief civil war that ended with the mass suicide of the blacks in Guadalupe. In late July, a ship carrying prisoners from Guadalupe arrived in Le Cap. While in the Le Cap harbor, some of these prisoners escaped and swam to Le Cap overnight. From these prisoners, almost overnight, news spread across the colony that the French wanted to restore slavery, as they had just done in Guadalupe. When this news spread through the colony, a massive decentralized revolution began. Blacks all over the colony began to fight the French. They were not led by Dessalines, Christophe, Payon, or Boyer, but were instead led by the common laborers. Leclerc could not stop the revolts by simply executing the leaders, because for each leader he killed, another laborer would rise to take their place. In a letter to the Minister of Marine, Leclerc wrote, quote, It is not enough to have taken away Toussaint. There are 2,000 leaders that need to be taken away, unquote. Tactics of this rebellion included sabotaging plantations, arson, theft, assassinations, persuading black soldiers loyal to Leclerc to defect, and guerrilla warfare tactics used by the Maroon communities. Small armies of blacks would be attacked by the French and then retreat to the mountains, burning everything behind them. They would then return once the French had moved out of the area. Blacks in the north managed to briefly capture the city of port which they sacked, killing the whites, burning parts of the city, and taking the ammunition that the city held. As the revolt grew, soldiers joined. Leclerc was forced to turn to bloodier tactics against the revolt, which only provoked more people to join the revolt. For example, the French feared that blacks who remained in the French army would soon defect, so they began executing some black soldiers loyal to France, which of course only caused more black soldiers to defect. Leclerc constantly begged Napoleon for more soldiers, and whatever soldiers Napoleon sent to Leclerc were never enough. Napoleon sent 10,000 soldiers between July and October, but as soon as French soldiers arrived in the colony, they would immediately die of yellow fever. Yellow fever continued to spread through the French that remained in the colony. 
The cities that had had hospitals and medical supplies had been burned to the ground during Toussaint's war against France. Of the original 40,000 whites that had arrived in the colony in January, that number included 20,000 soldiers plus 20,000 sailors and other whites that had joined the expedition, more than half of them would be dead by the end of 1802. Even with the colony rising up in rebellion against Leclerc, the black and colored generals hesitated to join them. Leclerc used the black and colored generals who had not defected to fight the revolts, and Dessalines in particular massacred many blacks. When a black general who many had believed would be the successor to Toussaint defected, Dessalines used it as an opportunity to get rid of a potential rival. Dessalines arrested this general and had him executed. But as Leclerc became more dependent on Dessalines, Dessalines began preparing to defect. When white officers instructed him to disarm blacks, he would return the weapons back to the blacks after he had made a show of disarming them. Then in August, Jean-Jacques Dessalines and Alexandre Petion agreed that they would both defect, but both still waited. Eventually, as the rainy season that had killed so many of Leclerc's soldiers was beginning to end, Petion decided that the time was right to defect. Petion and another colored officer, Clairvaux, were both stationed with a large force outside of Le Cap, while Leclerc, who had isolated himself in Le Cap to avoid getting yellow fever, controlled the garrison of Le Cap. Petion, Clairvaux, and a rebel leader named Micaiah, who commanded a small army of blacks, all prepared an assault on Le Cap. In mid-October, they attacked Le Cap. They first captured the forts that surrounded Le Cap before moving from the outskirts of Le Cap towards the center of the city. Leclerc emerged from isolation to personally lead the defense, and despite being heavily outnumbered, Leclerc managed to hold Le Cap. In the last two weeks of his life, it can be said that Leclerc went mad. He began a program of genocide against the blacks of Saint-Dumont. He arrested every black and colored soldier in Le Cap and had them all, about 1,000 people, executed by a mass drowning. In his last letter to Napoleon, he told Napoleon to kill every black over the age of 12 that lived in the mountains, kill half the blacks that lived on the plains, and kill every black who had been a soldier. But Leclerc would not live to carry through with his policies, as he had contracted yellow fever after emerging from isolation. As Leclerc sat dying in Le Cap, the Haitian War of Independence truly began. After the defection of Petion, all the other black and colored generals immediately went into revolt against Leclerc. Christophe defected just days after hearing about Petion's attack, and he marched on port The commander of port fled the city, while his army defected to Christophe. Leclerc promised Christophe riches and titles if he would fight for France, but Christophe refused, telling Leclerc that in being free and securing liberty for his race, he was rich and honored enough. In the Arbonati River Valley, Toussaint's brother Paul Louverture defected. In response, Leclerc arrested the family of Paul Louverture, who had remained in Le Cap, and had 
them drowned. An arrest warrant was sent out for Dessalines, and he narrowly escaped a trap that had been laid for him. Dessalines then raised his army and attacked and captured Gonaives. Just before Leclerc died, as he was being ravaged by the effects of yellow fever, Leclerc confessed his guilt for what he had done to the blacks of Saint-Dumont, who had provided so much service to France. Then, on November 2nd, 1802, Charles Leclerc died of yellow fever. Leclerc's death did not help anything. In fact, it made everything so much worse. I want to end this episode by introducing Leclerc's successor, the Vicomte de Rochambeau. Rochambeau was a French general who served in the French army for decades. He had fought in the American Revolution, fought in the French colony of Martinique, and had previously been governor-general of Saint-Dumont. Rochambeau was a major racist, believing the blacks weak and inferior. He was second in command of the Leclerc expedition and had battled both Toussaint and Dessalines. At the Battle of Creta Pierrot, Rochambeau had arrived with his forces after Leclerc. Even when he heard about previous failures of the French attacks on Credit Pierrot, Rochambeau was so confident that he could defeat the blacks that he personally led an assault on Credit Pierrot, in which he was wounded and 300 soldiers were killed. Rochambeau was also extremely sadistic, constantly finding new ways to brutally execute black. He would attempt genocide against the Haitians, leading to Haitian forces brutally massacring whites in revenge. The Haitian War of Independence was a race war. The French believed that there could be no peace in Saint-Dumont until they had killed or enslaved every black in the colony. And the blacks and coloreds, the soon-to-be Haitians, believed that the only way to ensure their freedom was to kill every white in the colony.